If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Hey, you are listening to the Photo Business Help podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This is episode number 880. Cannot believe that it's been that many. I have learned a lot and I've really enjoyed everything that I've seen sort of happen with this podcast as it's evolved. I'm excited that it continues to evolve more and I look forward to interviewing more folks and sharing more info with you guys as we approach 100 episodes. I am in Minneapolis. I'm getting ready to head out to PodFest in Florida in a couple of weeks. It's one of my favorite podcasting events. I have a lot of friends there. I also do headshots while I'm there. And usually there's a couple of fun parties. It's a good time. I didn't have a podcast the last time I was there. So it's kind of fun to show up and actually have something podcast related to talk about. If you are a podcaster and you're listening to this or you're thinking about starting one or you're looking for a community of really amazing, nice people, I highly recommend giving PodFest a try. It's a really good group of folks. It's not too big of a conference where you don't get to have some solid learning and great conversations. It's in Florida. So if you're coming from a place like Minnesota, it's really nice to spend a little portion of the winter somewhere warm. So check that out. PodFest in Florida. I think it's March 6th. Today, I'm going to dig into another history episode. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I wanted to add in a couple of things. And one of the things that I thought would be kind of interesting for folks who like photography is a little bit of photo history. So if that's not your thing, then maybe don't listen to this episode. But if you're interested in checking out some stuff that you probably haven't dug into in a while, then this might be a great episode to tune into. I think future episodes will probably be marked with history somewhere in the title so you'll know so you'll know what's going on. Today I'm going to talk about the camera obscura, which is something super fascinating. It's just a really cool phenomenon. It happens with our eyes and our cameras all the time, but if you really think about the science behind it, it's kind of cool. Before folks invented cameras, before they were able to actually record the light impression that now goes onto our sensors or would normally go onto film. They used something called the camera obscura. Artists used this. They would they would tack up canvas on the wall on the other side of the camera obscura, have an easy opportunity to outline and draw from the image being projected. So what the heck am I talking about? Um so a camera obscura is essentially a dark closed room, a box, and this box has a tiny, tiny hole on one side of it. The hole has to be small enough in proportion to the size of this box to make the camera obscura work properly. So basically, it's just a giant box. It could be the size of a room. It could be a variety of different sizes. But the key part of the whole thing is that the little hole that the light is coming through needs to be the proper proportion to the actual box itself, if that makes sense. So what happens when this light comes through this little tiny hole. This is the part that I think is really cool because it's just pure science and I think it's one of those phenomena that is just sort of amazing. 
So when the light comes through the little hole, it transforms and creates an image on the next surface that it meets, which would most likely be the wall on the other side of the room. The image is automatically inverted or flipped upside down, which is why most of you with cameras have a mirror inside of it. Now they're using mirrorless, but that's the main purpose of why cameras have a mirror inside of them. So according to the wiki article I looked up, rays of light travel in straight lines and change when they are reflected and partly absorbed by an object, retaining information about the color and brightness of the surface of that object. Lit objects reflect rays of light in all directions. So a small enough opening in a screen only lets through rays that travel directly from different points in the scene on the other side. And these rays form an image of that scene when they're collected on a surface opposite from the opening. The human eye, as well as eyes of other animals, including birds, fish, reptiles, etc., works much like a camera obscura with an opening, which is the pupil, a biconvex lens, and a surface where the image is formed, the retina. Essentially, it's a really cool sciencey thing that we've managed to turn into the cameras that we know and love today. I have a couple of diagrams and a sample photo of what an actual projection looks like on a wall from from what is a room size camera obscura. Uh, so if you want to check those out, you can head to jennings.photo forward slash listen and look for episode number 80. Or you can go to jennings.photo forward slash subscribe. You can find episode 80 that way. It should link you over to the site. And you can check out a couple of drawings and images of what I am talking about. It's a little bit of a weird concept, but it's it's pretty cool. It's extra cool if you get a chance to actually check out like a big, huge room size one because it's just a really wild phenomenon. We're so used to doing it, obviously, every single day as photographers, but um thought you'd like to know that this was going on before we were ever able to capture the light. So if you're tuning into this show and you don't want to miss the next episode, I publish new episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're usually about 10 minutes long. If you don't want to miss them, then you can do a couple of different things. Head to jennings.photo forward slash subscribe. There you will find a whole bunch of different apps. So whether you want to listen on Spotify or the Apple app or Overcast or whatever you want to do, it gives you all of those options linked directly up to this podcast so that you can get all subscribed and not miss a show. The other thing that you can do is head to jennings.photo forward slash podcast. There's a link at the bottom of the page that lets you sign up to get emails at the end of the week after new episodes, which is two a week, are published. Little reminder sent to your inbox. You can unsubscribe at any time. So jennings.photo forward slash podcast to subscribe and get the latest episodes emailed to you or just jennings.photo forward slash subscribe. Hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are. I'll be back on Thursday.